Hi, this is Avery Takes, where I talk about specific topics with a cool friend. And my cool friend today is Steph Nicholson from Factory <laughs> Duo, Girls Duo and Second Line Parade and so many things that she does. <laughs> and, and the topic today is energy work. Uh, how are you doing, Steph? I am doing very well. How are you, Israel? I'm doing okay. Although I think I might be hungry. I think. So after this, I'm just going to stuff my face. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Well, oh man, I love food. I'm never going to lie. Um, but, but, you know, I was talking to you a while back and then you were like, so, you know, at 10, you started having premonitions? Yeah. So I guess. This is sort of like the foundation for my energy work journey, I guess. Um, so I was, yeah, I was about eight, I think, uh, really young. And I started having these premonitions um, really early. And I didn't quite know what was going on at the time. But I had a little pet guinea pig. <laughs> and kind of like a hamster, if you don't know what a guinea pig is, but a little bit bigger. And uh, he was our family pet. And I, I had this recurring dream. Um, that she was dying and she was limping and there it was like it was a whole scene and it would just replay over and over and over and uh, I was always really worried that she was going to die um, we took really good care of her and stuff uh, she lived about eight years so she did live a really long life but the day that we had to put her down she started limping and doing all the things that she did in my dream so oh, wow. I was like okay there's something to this. And it, right around when I was 16, that's when things started to kind of ramp up with all the other premonitions I started to have. So it was kind of like, that was my first one. I had that for eight years. Then that same thing happened. And then it sort of ramped up once my, um, like my grandmother passed away on my dad's side. Um, and uh, she came to me in her brother's house. He was still alive. And I was wondering, like, you know, why is she coming to me in this, in my Uncle Michael's house? This doesn't make any sense. And in the dream, like, his walls, like, his wife had the walls painted pink. And uh, in the dream, the walls were, like, a hunter green. And I had no idea why. Like, I was like, this is weird. It's Uncle Michael's house, but it's not. Couldn't figure it out. We went to visit him at Christmas. His walls were hunter green. And then within a couple months, he passed away. So I started to get these messages from... Uh, relatives that were already on the other side passed away. They were kind of like coming for the the relatives that were about to pass away. So um, that's happened to me quite a few times. And um, basically, you know, at the time, I, I didn't really know what to do with that information. Um, I had an aunt that was really into that spirit world stuff. So she kind of guided me along um, and gave me some advice and but it was it was definitely a lot when I was 16 to have these like strange <laughs> dreams and premonitions that have them all come true. So yeah, that's where it started. So tell me, right? You know, energy walk. I kind of like. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot. I like maybe not a lot, but I read some, and it's always like kind of like reiki or like um a friend of mine was doing this he was doing this show where this lady it's kind of you know she's like in a crowd and then she like kind of senses there's someone right. there and then she talks to the person so that's kind of like my idea of what energy work is is that what it is um so there's all kinds of different modalities for energy work um basically like i am a reiki practitioner so i do work kind of directly with energy source energy is what we call it in reiki um so basically like the source of all creation so you can call it god you can call it whatever you want you can call it working with the universe um it depends on your preference but basically uh with reiki you're channeling that universal source energy or chi whatever you want to call it through your body into another person so you're getting like a nice little treatment while you're working on a person which is kind of cool um how do you find but, that like how do you go from 
kind of knowing when someone is dying to like sensing Reiki and stuff. <laughs> so it's it's a bit of a journey. So um, yeah, so I, when I was like around 16, things started kind of ramping up for me in that regard with the premonitions. And then um, I think it was about 17 and my cousin um, asked me to come over. He was one of my best friends. He was like, uh, can you come over? I just want to like do an experiment. And I was like, uh, what? I had no idea what I was getting into. And he was like, okay, can you just like lay in this lazy boy and, you know, I'm just going to work on you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I'm not going to tell you anything until it's done. So mm-hmm. I uh, felt like super relaxed. I could feel heat coming from his hands, but he wasn't actually putting his hands on me. I could feel all these weird like tingling sensations and stuff. And I had no idea what was going on at this time. Mm-hmm. So um then when I was done, I was so relaxed that like there was no refuting, like something had been done to me and mm. I couldn't like, I was so relaxed. I couldn't move out of my chair. And I was like, what did you do to me? And he said it was Reiki. <laughs> so we had a uh, his aunt taught him and then she taught me my first level of Reiki. Um, and so I've been doing Reiki for about 17 years now. And that's been Whoa. quite a journey. Yeah. So um, it's been intense, and uh, and then I got into like tarot um, a little bit later, um, around 2013. So I've been doing tarot for about you know seven or eight years now. That's and... the card we like death and stuff, right? Yes, exactly. So that's another form of energy work. Like everything, um, like you could do energy work with like yoga. Yoga is energy work. You can uh, do breath work. Wim Hof, I don't know if you know about Wim Hof, but I'm looking to get my Wim Hof certification eventually. Yeah, I see <laughs> that. Is, is that a person or a thing? It's a person, but it's a, he developed a method. Breathing so, method or something, right? Yeah, and it's uh, breathing in cold showers, cold exposure, all that kind of stuff. So that's a, like a lot of energy work as well. It's just not like people kind of peg energy work as like witchy stuff. Which I am a witch. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed. <laughs> I'm okay with that title. <laughs> there is a little stigma around it, but um, but but energy work, yeah, can be yoga. Like you're working with your chakras with yoga. You're working with um, your chakras with breath work, with dance. Dance is energy work. Um, like there's many different modalities that we do every day that people just don't associate with actually. Um, moving the energy in their body and helping clear the energy in their body um, or mm. connecting to that source energy. Like when when you're even performance, like when you're performing music, for instance, like people say they kind of leave their body for a while and they connect to something bigger. And that's another form of energy work. Singing, like you're clearing your sh- throat chakra with singing, like any any kind of exercise, you know, there, it's it's like anybody can do energy work. It's just sometimes... There's certain things that happen to certain people that are a little bit more naturally tuned in, and that's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, like, is it um, you okay? You know, so I'm, I'm gonna like, you know, when you're watching a superhero movie. Oh my god, there's a new show I'm watching. Like, I watch TV too much, but like, it's on Amazon. <laughs> it's called invincible uh i can't remember i think it's invincible i think it's an animation but the whole premise is that this superhero has a kid and then the kid becomes a superhero too is that kind (laughs) of the same thing like is it like passed on like you know if if if, 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 like it's just like uh like in your dna type thing you know in your family line type thing um i think it is uh i have a cool story about that actually so Um, On my mom's side, I really believe that it has come down from my grandmother. So my grandmother is Irish and Welsh. Um, There seems to be a really big connection with uh, witchy people and the Celtic people for some reason. (laughs) So it's both of the Celtic lines in my family because my mom also has like Spanish, Portuguese and French. But it seems to come more from the Celtic side. Um, And so... Yeah, my grandmother would have premonitions. She would see things. She had her her mother had premonitions. You know, it kind of carried on. And then my mother and my aunt um, had a lot of 
witchy abilities and then it got passed down to me um and then on my dad's side my dad is very uh witchy as well so i call my my parents catholic hippies because they're catholic (laughs) but they're kind of open-minded enough to be like i had this dream and i think you're gonna get robbed and then you know it comes from (laughs) so um but on my dad's side it comes from kind of both of his parents had a, a little bit of ability there um my my great-grandfather on my dad's side knew the day that he was going to die, and he dressed himself up for his own weight. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, so it's like kind of, I got it honestly from both sides. But it's interesting because um, my aunt had a child, which she was 16, but it was a family secret because we were Catholic. So nobody knew, not even my dad knew. He was the baby of the family, so he didn't know. She was a bit older than him. And mm-hmm. it was interesting because we ran into him kind of unexpectedly on Ancestry.ca. And um, my other aunt, who kind of forgot that this whole thing happened, like she, I, she, I think she was a little bit of aware, aware of it, but she didn't register when it said that she had a nephew. You know, she was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so turns out uh, she got a hold of him and he turned out to be my aunt's son. Um, and he said that, you know, he was adopted and he started talking to me and we started bonding and we started realizing we had a lot of the same experiences. And he said, like, oh, my God, I was the outcast of my family for this. Like, everyone thought it was crazy. And now, <laughs> you know, I have a family that I'm connected to and we seem to all have the same strange experiences. So I think that's like kind of proof that, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be passed down to you. Like, you can you can hone your skills. You, anybody can do energy work. It's not something special. It's just that sometimes certain people in the family line might be a little bit more sensitive things. So, um, like I I recommend it to anybody, even if you don't feel spiritual, try it out. You know, do some breath work, do some yoga. If anything, you're gonna feel amazing at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think like it's it's definitely. A part of our DNA, I think, um, to have the ability without trying, without actually trying to learn how to do it, just naturally having that ability. I think that mm. may be genetic, um, but you know anybody can hone their skills. So it's like it's not a it's not an elite club or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but like with you though. Um you have this experience with your cousin and then you decide to learn it. Is that yeah. like something anyone can learn? Like, can you just go get a Reiki? Is, is it like a body, like, you know, society of Reiki people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is like a Reiki society. Um, but, um, there's basically three levels of your Reiki training that you can take. The first level is just to kind of, Connect to the energy. Um, it's called an attunement. So the Reiki teacher will attune you to a certain vibration of energy that is required to uh, cr- uh, kind of create that like flow through your body. Um, mm. And then, you know, when I first did my first level, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm working on somebody's body. I can feel where they're inflamed. Like I was kind of freaking people out because my hands would get really, really hot in certain spots where they were having problems. And I wouldn't know that they were having problems in that area. I'd be like, oh, my God, your shoulder, your rotator cuff is like messed up. And they're like, oh, yeah, I fell off a horse when I was like 15 (laughs) or something. So old injuries and stuff like I could feel and I could feel any like current inflammation in the body. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was kind of working with that. Um, and it definitely made me a little bit more in tune with the spirit world as well. Um, cause you're kind of, when you're opening up that channel, um, you were like opening up a whole different perception, um, for yourself, right? So you might be able to see things that are on, you know, different planes of existence, different dimensions. Um, it kind of opens you up to that world a little bit more. Um, so I was having like a little bit more heightened experiences with, regards to seeing things and dreaming things um and then my second level was crazy so i did i did like the thing about reiki is it's you in western culture uh people kind of rush through their reiki 
they they do like their third third level they do like one two three and then they pay six hundred dollars and they get it all done in a weekend and it's like i don't recommend that for people that want to start out um i tried to kind of go in the other vein of of the eastern philosophy because it, it does come from um japan and tibetan monks and so on and so forth they all kind of work with this energy so like in the eastern philosophy um they believe that you know you, it's a journey you have to have experiential learning to grow and to to learn and to work with that kind of energy and to move forward so if you're doing it all in one weekend like that's great like i mean kudos to the reiki practitioner who's making all that money but but it's just not um in my opinion this is like my opinion um i don't think it's beneficial you know for your spiritual growth so i think to take the time so i took like 10 years doing my first level and i was like eh, i don't need my second level for a while like i don't feel the desire and then i finally decided after about 10 years i was like okay i'm gonna get my second level so that experience um, and I'm sure it's a little different for everybody, but the lady that attuned me for my second level told me everything's going to get even crazier with your psychic abilities. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I see dead people all the time. I have premonitions about people dying. I have, you know, people are literally walking through my apartment on a regular basis that don't live there and our spirits. So like, I'm good. Like I can handle this. Right. So anyway, she was like, things are going to be, you know, kind of exploding for you. And I was like, okay, whatever I can, I can do it. I didn't really believe that anything monumental was going to start happening because um, I am very skeptical. Even though I live in this woo-woo world, I try to, I try to analyze <laughs> things and I try to be logical as well and apply science right. where I can um, and test things. So anyway, I got home and and then I started doing the things she told me to do. There was like a cleanse and all the stuff that you're supposed to do. And then um, at first I didn't listen to her and I was having all these crazy symptoms um because mm -hmm. when you work with energy and you get attuned to a higher vibration your body if you're not taking very good care of your body if you're eating a lot of crap if you're you know if you have a lot of toxins and stuff in your body when your body is trying to raise that vibration of your spirit body that you've just been attuned to it kind of like runs into some roadblocks because you might not be cleared out in your physical body. So you might get like weird sensations or nausea or pain or like even vision can go blurry. Like once you've had this weird attunement. So mm. I was having all these weird things happen to me. So then I decided to listen to the lady and actually do my cleanse and do all the things that she asked me to do. Cause I was like, okay, mm. this is serious. I'm having health, like strange health issues. Right. right um, so then, right. right. <clears throat> Then I started listening to her, and once I started listening to her um, and following her directions, that's when I had this psychedelic experience. Like, I don't do drugs. I have never done LSD. I've never done mushrooms. But the way people, or DMT, but the way people describe those experiences was kind of what happened to me. So I was, like, in the tub, doing Reiki on myself, doing the cleanse, focusing on my chakras. I've never seen the chakras. I had only felt them. And I was in a dark room. And all of a sudden, like behind my eyelids, I saw color moving. And it wasn't like I was, it wasn't a thought. It wasn't like when you think of something, it was like I was a passive participant and I was watching these colors move across my eyelids. And it didn't make any sense because if you think of it scientifically, um, you know, the color should come from light. And if there's no light, how am I seeing color, right? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was like pitch mm. black. So anyway, then I started realizing I'm seeing my chakras. And that just blew my world wide open. I started seeing people's auras. I started seeing people's chakras. Um, when I worked on people, I was getting more of like I could feel what their ailments were in my own body. So I was like feeling mm. like if they have a sciatic problem, like this is somebody I don't know very well. I'm working on them. And all of a sudden I get a shooting pain down my leg. And I'm like, do you have sciatic issues? And they're like, yes. So it's kind of weird because it's kind of invasive. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not like I want to respect people's privacy, but sometimes I'll like say things and then they're like, how do you know that about me? <laughs> it's like it's like a weird line, right? It's like a weird boundary for me to cross sometimes. But yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I think, though, because like if you are helping a person, right? Yeah. You know? Right. Then it's kind of, as long as they consent to it, I guess I can just babble on and say what I feel. But 
but yeah, it's been, uh, there was one younger girl that I worked on um, at the Lago and her mom, at, I had worked on her parents and then she asked me to work on her. And uh, she, I didn't know what was going on in her life. I worked on her. I said some things to her. She was like a teenager. So she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And she was kind of like, I was like, whoa, I guess I'm way off with this kid. Like, man, I really blew it on this, you know, this freaky treatment. <laughs> and then um, it was funny because her mom messaged me like later that night. She was like, um, she thought I told you everything about her. And I didn't. <laughs> she was like, she was like, um, I think I'm in trouble now because like you nailed a lot of things that she was going through. And like, you know, it was interesting because like the kid was totally like a vault. She was just like, I don't know. <laughs> like and she was like this doesn't make any sense to me and i was like okay and then yeah apparently i really freaked her out and she she thought her mom like told all her secrets but <laughs> so interesting yeah yeah but uh <laughs> it's been a weird journey but yeah so i started like seeing chakras seeing auras and it, it was just totally wait, 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 imposed wait, wait. Upon. you've mentioned the chakra thing a couple of times yeah. what's that oh yeah so chakras uh it Chakra is a Sanskrit word um, for wheel. So basically, there are more than seven chakras in our system, but the main ones are um, the crown. So at the top of your head, this is where the Reiki comes through us. Um, mm. The third eye, which is where all the psychic stuff happens and your perception of people and, you know, the feeling you get, like that kind of sixth sense uh, comes from here. Um, then we have the throat chakra. So that's the third one. Um, we've got the third one down. Sorry, we, I should have started from the bottom up, but since you can see this part, I'll just go for the top. <laughs> <laughs> so the throat chakra is all about, um, you know, speaking your truth, um, getting uh, what you need to get across, communication, all that kind of stuff makes sense that it's in the throat. Then you have your heart chakra. It's all about giving and receiving love. Um, and you have then underneath that, the solar plexus and your diaphragm area. Um, that one is usually where you take in a lot from other people. So like if somebody has some really negative energy and you feel it in your stomach or you have like a really bad gut feeling, like that's where like, cause the, it's sort of like the, the solar plexus and the third eye are kind of like connected in a strange way because like you're picking up on the psychic information in your stomach right it, the, it, that's the third eye is the first one or the second one the second one yep yep so and, uh, head then here yeah okay yep head here throat heart uh solar plexus sacral chakra is kind of like in women it's like the womb area um like your uterus area um but it's also in men as well it's just but the if you think about it, the womb holds um something that's been created right so it's kind of a spot for holding creativity holding your sexual energy um any sexual trauma and stuff kind of stores itself in there um so yeah so that's kind of got that creative energy associated with it and then your root chakra kind of comes out from like between your legs like into the earth and um connects you to the ground um, and that one is your base chakra. So that's why I should, I should have started from the, the bottom up, but the base chakra, it's the root chakra and it's all about, um, feeling secure and safe and having enough money and having enough, like your survival basically. So it's really connected to survival. It's also very connected to grounding in the earth. So the more you can work on grounding exercises, which are basically like connecting yourself to, um, kind of removing the charge from your body and neutralizing yourself with the earth is kind of what I mean by grounding. So um, the more you can do those kind of activities and the more financially stable you can be and so on and so forth, the more stable your life is, the better off your root chakra will be kind of thing. So does that make sense? Nice. They all kind yeah, of spin. Kind of. So when it, so I, I, so I come to you, like, is, it, do, is there a sequence? So it's like whatever speaks to you first. Um, so yeah, uh, so when you do like your first level of Reiki, they teach you the hand positions. So they teach you like, okay, when you're working on someone's crown chakra, it's like this, somebody's third eye is like this, the throat is like this, so on and so forth. Right. Um, and that's all well and good, but eventually you kind of, what I do personally is I work on someone's crown chakra in the beginning 
and I kind of get like a readout of what's going on in their body. So like as I'm working on the crown chakra, I'm seeing their other chakras and I'm seeing like what needs help, what what's looking a little murky, what's looking bright, what's looking big, what's looking small. And I just kind of see how that kind of downloads into my brain. And then I kind of go intuitively and I just kind of focus on what I think needs attention. But people do it differently. Some people do a body scan with their hands and they feel the body and they feel like, you know, where they have hot spots and where they need to focus on, which is kind of what I used to do. But now I can see chakras, so it kind of makes it a little bit easier to... So, like, like, I mean, if you were to describe it, you you see chakra... Yeah. Like, is it like colors or is it like a ball or what? It's, um, so when I see chakras, and I, I have had a couple other people explain their experiences, and sometimes people see some really psychedelic stuff. I see the basic, um, like, uh, if you close your eyes, right, and even just put your hands over your eyes um, so everything's blacked out so that you don't have light coming in. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of like, it's like, you're in a movie theater and everything's black and then you start to see these colors appear. So next time you're sleeping, like you're about to go to sleep in a dark room, just close your eyes and see if you see any colors appear. Just like you don't have to force it. It'll just probably show up for you. Um, I'm so, Celtic, so yeah. Ah, it's okay. You'll be fine. You're African. You got it. <laughs> you're super connected. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, so um, you, it's kind of just like a black background because you have your eyes closed, and then all of a sudden you just start to see these colors appear. Kind of the way I describe it is like, you know, when everybody was on acid in the '60s and they had those like rock and roll backdrops, and it was like mm. all these colors moving and psychedelia. Like that's kind of what it looks like to me. It's like it it starts like it might start small and then it kind of like gets bigger and starts moving and exploding. And then it might turn into another chakra color. Sometimes you'll see like one color around the other color. Um, and it just depends. And, and like when, when a chakra is having a rough go, it's going to look a little murky. It's not going to look super bright. Um, it's going to look kind of gray um, so that's kind of how I hone in on. I'm like, oh, your solar plexus chakra is looking a little rough there. It's a little gray. We're going to fix that up. So I try to focus a lot of energy on that spot. Um, and sometimes like somebody has like this root chakra that's like, because like maybe they're obsessed with money or something like that, or they, they're obsessed with survival. So like the root chakra can be really big and colorful, but that's not necessarily a good thing either because it's out of balance because it's too too active so you can have like an overactive root chakra you can have an underactive chakra which would be like the more murkier ones um so what you want to see is like a balance i guess like a nice balanced chakra that's nice and bright but not too gigantic (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah Mm. does that Mm. it's weird you know what else it's kind of like it's like um i don't know if you ever did this when you were young but there was like this little thing you could do um with food coloring and milk and you could like put the food coloring in it would make all these swirly designs and stuff and it was really <laughs> anyway it's kind of like that it's kind of like watching the food coloring kind of expand um if that makes sense so <laughs> i swear i don't do drugs <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though uh, right you you now have all this i guess uh connection you know to the energy yeah. And um you took the course and you're now level two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but like how are you like are you gonna ever do level three? Because it's been years and years and people can't get level three in one afternoon, you know, one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually my friend Amanda Cracker is gonna give me my level three probably in the summer, uh COVID permitting. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, so like the levels are interesting because it's like some people don't believe in the levels at all. Some people are just like, everybody can access this energy. Everybody can do energy work. You can do energy work with yoga and breath work and da 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 da. And anybody can access source energy. So why are they, you know, chopping this up in levels, right? A lot of people have an issue with that. Other people are really all about the levels, um, and they they really believe that you need to stick to exactly what the levels say. Um, and then a lot of Reiki practitioners, what they do is they kind of put their own 
flair on things. So um, they might teach level one, but it's not like it's not like a franchise where it's like you're supposed to teach this, this, and this. Like there's a basic structure, there's a basic history of Reiki that you would teach, and then you can kind of put your own flair on it. So yeah, so I'm really excited to be taught by my friend because she's a great friend of mine and she's going to put her own spin on things. And she's always been like a really wise uh, spiritual guru for me. So I think it's going to be a really cool experience to have that uh, with a good, good buddy. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. Mm. And like, it's going to be just one day or does it take time? Uh, it's usually, I think a day or two depending. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't take too long to go through the attunement and the, um, the transfer of knowledge kind of part. It's just more once you start working with the new information that you have, that's where the time comes in. So it's like all practice and, and it's funny cause like some people, I know you mentioned this earlier. I think I forgot to mention, um, I, I do know some people that are extremely spiritual and some people that are shamans and stuff. And uh, one lady I know is an incredible shaman, shamanic pr practitioner. Um, and she did a past life regression for me not that long ago. And it was amazing. And like, what is that? she wait, told wait, me, wait, you can't, wait, wait, slow down. <laughs> like you can't just say past life regression and not, like, what's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so hold on, I'll finish my thought, but I'll explain that. Um, right, okay. So Bahia, her name is Bahia. She's incredible, and she. But she told me because um, I told her I did Reiki and stuff, and she was like, "You know what? I could never connect to that energy." But she does energy work all the time. But she just couldn't connect to the structure, the 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 way that it was like level one, level two. Like she's not a structure person. She's more of a, uh, a free spirit. So it didn't work for her. You know what I mean? But it, it usually works for most people. Um, but yeah, past life regression. So. <laughs> So basically, um, you can do it through hypnosis or kind of like a shamanic drum trance inducing sort of um, musical experience. Um, and basically, the person facilitating um, puts you in kind of this trance like state. Um, and you start to see, like in your mind's eye, you start to go through past lives and they guide you through it. Um, and you kind of just spit out whatever you see, kind of like under hypnosis. Um, and then, yeah, and then it, it really kind of had a profound impact on me. So highly recommend. But like, <laughs> do you know, yeah, but do you remember what you saw, like when you come out of the trance? Uh, yeah, like you're kind of, you're still conscious in the oh. trance so it's oh, not yeah. like you're leaving your body and you say all this stuff and then you come back it's like you're in it you're gotcha. seeing it but it was like i felt like i couldn't move like i was totally like focused on this one particular spiritual quest kind of thing so it was really interesting <clears throat> yeah yeah super super cool mm. um but yeah it just goes to show that like people like do work with energy differently so it's not necessarily cut and dry like oh you have to work with reiki or oh you have to work with tarot cards or oh you have to you know do this and do that so that you're a perfect energy practitioner like you can mix and match and you know i i'm a big fan of everybody kind of tailoring their own practice so like mm. you know if you're somebody that enjoys yoga you're doing energy work you might not be a practitioner but you're a practitioner for your own body right so mm. why why you know why worry about the structure of things um yeah <clears throat> so does it ever get okay so here's the thing though have you yeah. seen this film uh i think it's called the others have you seen it yeah yes yeah nicole it's Kidman. a re it's a brilliant <laughs> film and yeah. the whole premise you know since you've seen the film it's like it's like is the ghost thing they're haunted but they're actually the ghost right Right. And like, you know, it's just it's scary, but mm -hmm. like does it ever get scary for you cuz it's not a movie anymore, right? It's like, Right. It's real life. <laughs> right. Right, you uh, know. <laughs> that is a very good question. Um so I am not afraid anymore. Um but when I was starting out with all of this crazy stuff happening, 
Um, I lived I lived in an apartment on Olivet Street, um, which is next to the one of the most haunted graveyards in North America. So the Olivet Cemetery um, has Halifax explosion victims, Titanic victims, um, and World War One and Two victims in it. So there's a lot of like traumatic deaths in that graveyard. Um, right. So I moved in there. And I started having all this paranormal activity happening. <laughs> it was like really, really like not just like seeing things like things were like flying out of cupboards and things were like turning off and on and like physical things were happening. Um, so that when I before I really knew how to work with energy and before I really understood like how to protect myself and how to create a protection barrier between things and how to raise my vibration so that negative energies didn't come in and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was scary at first because it was like, these things are controlling my stuff in my apartment. They're like throwing things around, like slamming doors and like, and it, it was, it was a little much. So I started to get more into, um, you know, how to protect, how to, how to, uh, do like rituals that like allow you to protect your home and so on and so forth. So eventually I kind of got to the point where I was like used to seeing the spirits and having the strange things happen. And sometimes um, they would actually like, once I kind of got familiar with them and I was less afraid of them, um, they started to do like helpful things for me. <laughs> so they would like give me like warnings when something bad was going to, like there would be like something would like, I'd know when the house got active again that something was, was up. Like, something was about to wait, happen. Wait, wait, what is active? What is active? So, like, when things are, like, flying around again. <laughs> or when I started oh, okay. seeing, like, yeah, or, like, things would turn off and on. Or, like, um, things would fly out of my cupboards or, like, whatever. Like, I would I would kind of pay more attention because I'd be like, oh, I think they're trying to tell me something. And then usually something would happen within that week or whatever. So it was kind of helpful mm -hmm. in the end. But I, yeah, I got a lot less afraid over time. And I, the more I did, you know, my research and the more I, I worked in this world, um, the more I did my tarot readings as well, like uh, the more I kind of realized that um, the higher you can raise your vibration with energy work, the less, um, lower vibration negative energies are going to try to attack you so like basically if you're high vibe and you have like a big high vibe bubble around you um there's no you don't have as much fear because fear feeds these like negative entities right so if you don't have as much fear they're going to be less attracted to you and then you're going to be like oh like i'm not afraid of you so I had a really messed up uh, experience happen in my current apartment, actually. Um, I do have a ghost. I have a ghost here. Her name's Sylvia. I used to get her mail all the time, but she was deceased. So <laughs> shout out to Sylvia. But wait, she... wait, wait. Like actual mail or? Yeah, like she, because she lived in my apartment before I moved in and then she died in here, I think. So yeah. So like Sylvia has a, like a path that she takes through my apartment every night around 9.30, and multiple people have seen this, not just me. She has she shuffles through the living room. She goes That's by crazy. the bathroom. She goes to do the dishes. Like, I've and never then she come into place. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I will protect you. Um, but, but she's like a good ghost. She's like a nice ghost. Like, we're like roommates. You know, I leave a, like stuff on my altar for her. Like, I leave cigarettes because she was a big smoker because we had to clean a lot of the cigarettes out of our apartment <laughs> we moved in um but she's like you know a positive force she just kind of likes this apartment she liked it a lot she lived here for like 25 years so like she doesn't want to leave and i'm cool with that like i'm good but then i was on this uh east link show called the redneck psychic i don't know if you've ever heard of that but there's a lady from uh nova scotia that's like super amazing medium and anyway they came to my house for like uh, sec the second segment of the show and like there's this whole thing where I was going to like work on her and I was going to give her a tarot reading and Reiki and like they were going to see what happened and da, da, da. so that all went well and at the time like I didn't have curtains that blacked out the light enough in my apartment so they had to put these like other curtains up like over my over my windows <clears throat> so that they could <clears throat> get their lighting uh, fixed up and stuff and <clears throat> so anyway they put those up and then, um, as they were leaving, they were like, 
oh man, you should have been at the house we were at yesterday. Like there was this evil, evil thing. And, you know, and she said, like, I really could have used your help clearing this energy out. It was really bad, really bad. It was tormenting people, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it sounds intense. And then I thought to myself, like, mm, I hope they didn't bring that into my house. <laughs> right? Because it's like. Wait, 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 like can they move around can they just stay in where they are like you know like this lady in your house like right. isn't she just in this space like she kind of visits like, yeah you know you know what i mean yeah so things can get attached to objects or people um and move oh. around so yeah so like in this case they the crew was encountering this entity in this other person's house and then it followed them to my house and i probably wanted to like oh. piggyback on them and then it knew that i was probably connected to the energy world so it knew that it could mess with me you know what i mean so mm. um they sometimes target people in that way but yeah so this this thing like i didn't think anything of it whatever took the curtains down <clears throat> They left one of the curtains here as well. They forgot one of their curtains. So I had one of the curtains I had to give back to them. Anyway, I go to get my hair done. And my boyfriend at the time, like, called me. He kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And I was like, what is going on? I thought there was, like, an emergency or something. And I I was like, what's going on? And I, I was getting my hair done. So I, like, answered the phone. And he's like, Steph, 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 there's, there's flying ants. And they're swarming, they're swarming the windows, they're swarming the windows. I'm like, what are you talking about? He sent me a picture. And like, where they put those curtains, mm -hmm. like there were, it was like something out of the Bible. There were like, like thousands of, of flying ants, like swarming around this window. And it was the only place they were in the whole house. It was just like this one area, like the two windows in my front room, like in my dining room were like covered in ants. And I was like, what is going on? So anyway, we got some raid. We did things scientifically. We tried to kill the ants. Couldn't kill the ants. They just kept coming out of this like crack in the wall and they kept coming and coming and coming. It was like an infestation. We were like, how is this happening? Right. So we finally like, I was like, okay, I know what this is. I was like, well, when we have low vibe entities trying to psychically attack people. Sometimes they bring swarming insects. So I was like, okay, it's all right. I got this. I can, I can clear this out. <laughs> so I did a, like a saging ritual ceremony kind of thing that I normally do when I clear people's homes. I, I do this like, for a lot, of, a lot of people. A lot of people ask me to clear energies out of their house. Um, mm. So I did my thing. I put on Lizzo because Lizzo is so high vibe. She's like, She's got like the most positive energy you could ever have in in music. So I just like threw on Lizzo and I was like, hair toss, check my name. <laughs> and I just like, I put my grandmother's like rosary in one window, my other grandmother's crucifix in another window. Cause I, I, I don't consider myself like churchy or Christian, but I do work with Jesus as well. Cause I was raised Catholic. So Jesus is a really good protector. So I like threw my crucifixes in the window, put Lizzo on, did my saging. And then all of a sudden, no matter how much we raided the ants, they were still there. And then once I did all my spiritual work, they stopped coming out of the wall. <laughs> oh my so this is insane, right? <laughs> but like, this is the kind of thing, like this stuff happens to me all the time. So I was like, oh, no problem. And because I wasn't afraid of them, I was just like, right. get the fuck out of my house. Like, I was like, get out. You don't, you don't belong here. It's too high vibe in here for you. Go. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. So, like, scary things have happened, but I definitely am not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, here's the thing, though. But actually, another thing that just came to mind is you validated experiences of energy and energy work and stuff. Yeah. And then you got the certification. Um, did you have any issues with like charging people for your work? Uh, yes. So that was a really hard thing for me to get my head around for a long time. Um, because originally, you know, I really felt like it should be available to everybody. There shouldn't be a financial barrier. Um, you know, this is like universal source energy coming through me, like with Reiki or if I'm doing tarot, it's like, you know, this is like, knowledge that like these people and wisdom that these people need and it's like why would i charge them for this but mm -hmm. over the years i did work on a lot of people for free um 
like before I got my, like the second level of Reiki is when you can start charging money. Um, so I worked on people for about 10 years, volunteered, like worked on tons of people I didn't know, um, got to know how to work with the energy. Um, and then I would do like, when I was doing my tarot readings, I would do like parties and stuff. And like, like I, I mentioned to you the other day, like, I would be invited to a potluck and people would have me do tarot because I suck at cooking. So they'd be like, just bring the tarot cards. That's all you have to bring. And I'd be like, like, awesome, right? <laughs> Don't have to cook anything. Great. So that's what I did for a long time. And then everybody that I was working with kind of started saying like, you know, you should be charging people for this. This is your time. This is your energy. Um, you know, you like if I went to somebody else for the service, they would charge me a hundred dollars or whatever, and you're giving it out for free. And they were like, "You've you've spent like 17 years doing this work, and you know, you've you've studied this stuff, and you've paid you've paid other people to teach you this stuff." So they're like, "You need to get the money, you know, in your own pocket." So, mm. um, yeah, it was a hard thing for me to come to terms with, but I definitely uh, when I charge for Reiki, I charge seventy dollars an hour, which is on the lower end, and I don't want to undercut anybody else's Reiki business either. Um, so I just mostly do word of mouth business because I have two other jobs. So I don't, mm. I don't think I'm really competitive in that way. Um, but I just try to make it affordable for people because I know like not everybody has a lot of money, especially Nova Scotia. And also it's not always covered on health plans and stuff. So like, some people can, wait, 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 can claim wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. So, are you saying there are some like health plans that you know Reiki and stuff is on there? Uh, yeah, like uh, like certain health plans um, wow. for okay. from your work and stuff. It, my work right. used to cover Reiki, so but they took it off <laughs> the coverage. But my work did cover Reiki for a long time. Um, nice. So okay. and they cover like uh, osteopaths and stuff. So osteopathy <laughs> is kind of similar to Reiki in certain ways. So. So stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to make it accessible. So 70 bucks, I felt like was a solid, like I was like, I would pay someone 70 bucks for a Reiki treatment. So I don't mind, you know, asking for that. And uh, for tarot cards, like I, I usually, I charge about 30 bucks for an hour, um, which is again on the lower end, but I am not like actively seeking clients. Like clients just kind of come to me when they need me and it's all mm -hmm. word of mouth. So um Again, it's on the lower end, but it's like I feel like thirty bucks is like enough for my energy and my time, and mm -hmm. and I try to get as many readings as I can in, uh, and just like you know, have that hour to like be a counselor kind of person for that person as well at the end. So, yeah, you know, we've talked about like you know Reiki and and that stuff, but we haven't talked about like you know say tarot cards i just mm -hmm. mentioned that it's those cards with death but like do they all have meanings and like what's the process i come to you i'm like okay let's do this thing mm -hmm. what happens so um again so with tarot it's energy work you're tapping in you're divining information so you're tapping into a higher power if you will and you're letting that kind of guide you um the cards all have basically like I like to think of them as archetypes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Carl Jung, but like he had this whole study on archetypes in psychology. And basically um, it's like, you know, I like ideas that are universal. So like the mother, the father, the um, the warrior, the uh, the uh, helper, the you know, the saint person like they when you when you have those words like you think automatically like you have a sense of like what that person is or like what that archetype is what the idea behind um these universalities are right so with tarot um with the rider Waite smith deck which is the main the main like the beginning um of tarot a lot of people read like playing cards and stuff and they're a little bit different uh but with the rider Waite deck yes they have uh specific meanings there's a major arcana and a minor arcana and arcana is just like the journey um the spiritual journey i guess you could say um so you have like the major stuff which are like basically like major life milestone kind of cards um and then you have like the minor stuff which is like kind of mundane everyday sort of people and and like minor um characters in your life but then there's like these bigger we call them the Trump cards, but not Donald Trump. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
<laughs> but they trump they trump everything. So like their their energy is really uh, intense. Uh, so if you get a, a trump card, or if you get a major arcana card, it's like whoa, really have to pay attention to this one. This is the life lesson you have to learn. So yeah, so they they do mean things, and the death card doesn't mean you're gonna die. Just so everybody's aware. <laughs> Um, the cards are all about your life path and your spiritual journey and being the best that you could possibly be. So, um, they give you guidance. I always say it's like consulting your old grandma that like tells you not necessarily what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So sometimes if somebody's pulling the death card, um, it depends on where it's placed in the, in the like the cross that I use, but basically um, it means rebirth. So it means like the end of one cycle, the beginning of a new one. And it, the death card is the major arcana. So that's one of the trump cards. Like I was saying, it's one of the ones that's a big deal. So if there's a death card in your reading, it's usually like, whoa, you're going through a major life transformation. There's a brand new cycle happening. There's it's out with the old and in with the new. It's not necessarily like, oh my God, somebody in your family is going to die. Like the tarot is not really a tool for like finding out who's going to die or like what, like, you know, it might mention if you're, if you're about to encounter some challenges, but it's not going to be like, you're going to get cancer or, you know what I mean? It's, it's like very um, like when I, and when I read for people to answer your question about the, the process. So like, I don't like to know anybody's question because I believe in empirical evidence. I, I really like, science and I want to like I want to make that clear to people like I always try to test everything I don't try mm. to just assume that I'm spiritual and I'm gifted and I have this talent and I'm so accurate all the time like no and I I really don't like it when psychics ask me leading questions like I, it really bothers me because I feel like I'm like if you're the psychic like you should be telling me this shit without me telling you anything <laughs> like because I've gone I've gone to like many mediums and stuff that like I didn't know them from a hole in the wall. They didn't ask me information and they just, boom, they just gave me all the information I needed. So I want to be like that. So when I read people, because even if I read for my friends, I know what's going on in their life. So I am going to be reading into their life, you know, with, with a bias. So in order to make sure that I don't read with a bias, I have everybody have their question in their head. And I ask them to come up with like an open-ended but specific question. So instead of saying like a yes or no answer question, like for instance, like, am I going to win the lottery? Yes or no. What you really should be asking is, what do I need to know about my financial situation regarding fill in the blank, whatever it is. Like, you know, what do I need to know about the job that I'm applying for? What do I need to know about this, that, and the other thing? If, it, if you're asking about a person, it's like, a lot of people are like, does he love me? Yes or no? And I'm like, no, that's not a good question. What you want to ask is... <laughs> Why is that not a good yeah. question, though? Well, you like, want to ask... Well, that's a good point. But what you really need to know is, what do I need to know about this person? And are they a good fit for me? It's, it's not necessarily like, do they love me? Yes or no? Because that's not really going to help you on your journey if that person's not right for you. You know what I mean? So it's like finding a way to get the wisdom um, out of the cards instead of just like, yeah, this is going to work out really well or no, it's not. <laughs> it's like you get a little bit more of a, uh, it's a more of a, um, what's the word? It's a little bit more in depth if you can ask a less open or, or more open-ended question, less yes or no. It's like just a little bit more of a full so, reading. So like if I say, um, I, I, I like this person and I'm thinking, of like uh, or, or or what kind of person would be good for me hmm? yeah yeah or you could say like if there is a person in mind you could just say like what's the general outcome going to be like you know if i pursue this person like how's it gonna go and if you get uh if you get the death card it's not the end of the world because depending on where that pops up like the death card might be in your helping spot in in my layout you know what i mean so if it's like if it's in the helping corner then the death card means, oh, you're going to have like a rebirth with this person. And like, this is going to be a new chapter in your life. And this is going to be a new kind of, you're going to get rid of your old habits and start better habits and like move forward. So you know what I mean? It's like, you gotta, and I, I think the thing with tarot too is like a lot of people, it's like Reiki, like Reiki has like the basics that you learn and then you can kind of put your own spin on it. So like with tarot, 
It's like you get a box of cards and a book, and then the book tells you what the cards mean. But over time, once you read for enough friends and you start to get confident with the meanings of the archetypes of the cards, um, then you can kind of read intuitively. And you can kind of look at a spread and just be like, whoa, okay, like there's some shit going on here. And like you kind of get like a download of information um, that's a little bit more specific to the person and their situation. And where I don't know the question in somebody's head, that just makes it even more accurate if it is accurate, right? So generally, I'm pretty accurate. And I've, I read for a couple of people recently over the internet because we're in lockdown. Um, but it was like funny because like there was a, an acquaintance of mine that like really wanted a reading and I don't know her super well, read for her. Then she told one of her friends that I don't know. And then she told her roommate after her reading. So like, that's kind of how the client base builds for me. It's just kind of like, okay, like, and, and it works really well when I don't know them because like, I, there's no way I could, you know, search them or Google them or like have any mm -hmm. idea, like what's going on in their life. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I really like it when people I don't know come to me and then they're impressed with, you know, the outcome. Cause it's not me. It's like all of this energy work stuff is like when I give people answers or I give people insight or whatever, it's not me doing it. It's like I'm connecting to a higher source of energy and it's helping me articulate what the person needs to know. But it's not like I'm like do it for yourself, the guru. Though. What's that? Do you ever do it for yourself? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like I do a lot of breath work. I've been doing a lot of breath work lately and that is a trippy experience in, it, in itself. Um, and a lot of Reiki. I do Reiki pretty much every day. Um mm -hmm. And I just feel like, like I, like I told you, I have like two jobs. Uh, I work at a gym and I work in an office and then I have um, like music going on on the side. And it's like, people are always like, how do you have so much energy for all this? And I think it's because I do energy work because I, I seem to have a lot of energy for a lot of different things. And, right. and I also like, I don't really get sick, like, because I'm doing all this work I'm taking good care of myself. There's a lot of self-care involved. So, like, I haven't been sick in, like, over a year. I think I got sick, like, last November. Like, not this November, but the November before. That was the last right. time I was sick. So, like, right. it, it really helps boost your immune system and stuff because you're, like, relaxing yourself. And with the breath work, you're making yourself more alkaline and you're reducing inflammation in your body. And you're doing all this, like, physiological, scientific stuff to your body. It's not just... Woo woo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there are people that are gonna be <clears throat> out there in the audience listening, watching this, mm -hmm. and be like, "Okay, that's just a bunch of crap." Like, yeah, I uh, I welcome those people. <laughs> like, um, like you know, you've seen so many movies, yeah, or like there's you know there's no force and like. I don't feel any, well, basically skeptical people, right? Yep. How do you handle that? Like, have you ever met people like that? And how do you handle that? All the time. Um, I actually love it when skeptical people come to me. And a lot of times they come to me for really strange reasons. A lot of times I am their last resort. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> I've been to the doctor and blah, blah, blah. And like, I've been to this, like, you know, all these healthcare practitioners, which I commend and I think everybody should go to their doctors when they have a problem. I don't think energy work is going to solve all your health problems. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, mm. But a lot of times, you know, people have like energetic blocks and that's what, what might be causing them the pain and the suffering that they're having. It's not necessarily a physical, physiological issue. It's a, it's a problem with their chakras, their energy wheels, their energy centers and what they're holding onto and the negative energy that they're they're holding on to in there that's manifesting into an illness right so mm -hmm. um so a lot of times people are like ah i went to everybody and i i can't figure it out you're a witch doctor like why don't you just like you know work on me i don't know like you're my last resort so <laughs> and it's funny because those people have usually pretty profound experiences and then all of a sudden like a couple of months later they're like i had a vision or like i saw my root chakra today and it was like <laughs> it was so big and like you know what i mean i'm just like Okay, like, and they kind of get converted into this world of like woo woo because they're like, oh, I didn't believe in this shit, but like you did something to me, and I know it works now. So I don't know why it works. <laughs> like even my my parents, my own parents, I love them to death. They're very supportive, but 
because like you know they're they're from a catholic background they don't fully understand like the channeling thing it kind of freaks them out even though they have these abilities it kind of still freaks them out a little bit so i really never got to work on my parents and my dad um was diagnosed this year with cancer so like he's in a lot of pain he couldn't sleep he was taking all these pills he was taking sleeping pills and couldn't sleep on the sleeping pills which is pretty profound pain right um Mm -hmm. and then i was like dad can i just try work on you with Reiki like I know you don't like it I know you don't believe in it and he was like you know what anything anything at this point so again I was his last resort (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now he calls me all the time and asks for distance healing he's like when can you do it again so I put him to sleep when the sleeping pills couldn't so and again it's not me it's the energy that I'm channeling that's doing the work but um but yeah it's like very profound for a lot of people that are struggling and they don't know how to you know they have no idea why there's having certain issues and then it's like boom and it just kind of comes clear to them um same as tarot i love it when people are skeptical and mm-hmm. I, I welcome them to book appointments with me and i if they're skeptical i'll even give them one for free because i'm like you know what i want <laughs> you to try this to see mm-hmm. if you're open to it like i'm willing to show you that it works um so yeah, it's my favorite. That's my favorite. When skeptical people come to me, I'm like, yes, yes. And it's a true <laughs> test for me. It's a true test of like my knowledge and abilities and skills being like, you know, put to the test with this person that doesn't believe in any of this crap and they're not open to it. So if I can get something, you know, give them, impart some wisdom that they need or give them the healing that they need and they can feel the difference, then that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge, you know, important thing for me to, to be able to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 I'm going to end with this one now. Yeah. Just, you know, so that's for the skeptics, but just in general, what is it that you would hope people understand about energy work? Okay. So I just want everybody to know that if, if there's somebody out there that's trying to be a guru or like somebody out there that's saying that they're they're they know more than you or they're better than you, or they, you know, you need them to get the proper healing. Like, don't listen to that shit. You can heal yourself. (laughs) You can do energy work yourself. All you need to do is a little bit of research. Um, You can look into, you know, yoga practices, breathwork practices, dance, uh, singing, performance. Um, You know, you don't have to be this mystical person to be doing this work. Um, It's still going to be beneficial to you. And because I can see chakras, like I know that Wim Hof balances my chakras. Like when I do the breath work, I'm like, whoa, my chakras are lit today. When I do yoga, I'm like, whoa, man, holy shit. Like all these chakras just opened up for me. So I know that these things are activating my energy body, right? Um, Or opening things up. And uh, yeah, so I, I caution people, you know, when they have these people in their lives that are trying to be the guru, trying to be the ultimate healer or whatever, like be careful of those people because you have the ability to heal yourself. Um, Like, I think, I don't know if Jesus said it. I think he did. I'm really bad with my Bible quotes, but like the kingdom of God is within you. Like you can, you can um, access all of these things that I'm talking about as a regular person. That's not psychic. That doesn't have any crazy abilities and you can build on your intuition. You can build on your ability. So uh, yeah, so just be careful of, of charlatan type people or people that are claiming these claims because, you know, it's not just them. It's like every every human is capable of learning this stuff and, and growing. So, yeah, that was that's my that's my main thing. I just want people to know. And it's not like when I talk about like, oh, my dad went to sleep because like I worked on him. But like like I had to preface that with like, no. It's because this energy is coming through me to heal my dad. It's not because I'm doing, like, it's not me, you know? It's coming through me. Same as the tarot. It's coming through me. I'm the channel. I'm not the source of where where this wisdom or this this energy is coming from, right? So, yeah, just just keep an open mind. And, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of uh, resources out there on the Internet. If you look up any of those things that I just mentioned, um, you're going to you're going to be a, in an energy work universe in no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Steph, thanks for sharing that and for enlightening me and like 
I mean, okay, if I come to your house, it's going to be before 9.30, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. <laughs> Thanks yeah, you, so much, you, Steph. I will protect you from the ghosties if you ever visit. Don't worry. Okay. 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 That's good to know. Just bring a cigarette for Sylvia. That's all she needs. Just one cigarette. You put it out. She's good to go. She doesn't bother you ever again. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Like, so you light it up and then she just goes away or? No, I just put it, I I offer it to her. I have an altar because I'm a witch, right? So I put offerings to like my ancestors on it. And I put offerings to spirits that I'm working with um, or, uh, you know, Ascendant Masters right, that I'm working with. Okay. That kind of thing. Then so then Sylvia, exactly. I'm like, this is for you, girl. I got one on my altar. I got one for my friend the other day, and I, I threw it on there. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Steph, for coming and sharing your every takes on energy work. I, I mean, like, I, the thing is, it's so much. So thanks for condensing it as much as you could. Yes, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. And and just so everybody's aware, like not all witches are bad. We're we're good people. <laughs> There's a lot of stigma, but like keep your mind open. <laughs> all right, I will talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you so much.